guys, welcome to the third episode of the YA podcast. I'm Nana and I'm here with Heinz. Say hi, Heinz. Hello. <laughs> and today we're talking about, um, we're still talking about One Body, One Purpose. Um, Heinz, what is the verse that we're getting this from? Yeah, so we are reading this from Ephesians 4, 16. Uh, and it goes like this. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every sporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work and we're going to concentrate on that last little bit today as each part does its work because we are talking about doing the stuff oh building the kingdom yeah building the kingdom <laughs> doing the stuff all that together all that stuff um yeah so before we get started i'm gonna pray quickly and then we'll dive in um yeah god we just pray that um as we talk about building the kingdom as we talk about your word um that we will say things that are honoring to you and that you will bless those who are listening um with what you have to say to them in jesus name amen Oh, man. Amen. All right, Heinz, come on. What's the kingdom then? Give <laughs> well, us the down, the lowdown on the kingdom. Come so, on. So I grew up here uh, through Trent Youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, the vision has changed now, but back then the vision statement for youth was equipping the next generation to live in the reality of the kingdom of God. And it's a great vision statement. It's strong. But I had no idea what that actually <laughs> meant. Like, what on earth did that mean? So I kind of grew up hearing about the kingdom of God, but didn't really understand what, yeah. it, what it was. So when I actually started reading my Bible, it was a bit of a surprise that... <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the kingdom of God is all over the New Testament. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, Jesus opens up his ministry by kind of saying like, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. And he, when, after he died, came back to life again, he spent that little bit of time he had left here on earth by going around teaching about the kingdom of God. And yeah. all the way through his ministry, he was teaching about it. And so it was right at the start of his ministry, right at the end of, his time here on earth and all the way through his ministry was peppered with it. Mm. And so it's clearly like a super important thing in the Bible, but um, right at the heart of the Lord's prayer where Jesus teaches us how to pray, I think you get a really nice little snapshot of what the kingdom of God actually is. Yeah, and sure. it's right in the middle. It says, um, do you know the Lord's prayer? Yeah, I do know the Lord's prayer. <laughs> I forgot it. My brain went so blank there, but uh, right in the middle, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. It's kind of like two different sentences saying the exact same thing. Yeah. So for God's kingdom to come, it means for God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, that's um, good. But obviously he's asking us to pray for that. So it's obviously not really happening yeah. at the moment, is yeah. it? Yeah. I think um, as an expert on the kingdom, it's in my <laughs> Instagram diet. Um, <laughs> I've always thought of it as like, um, like a state of being in which like God is on the throne. Mm. Like what it would look like, how we'd act, how we'd like honor him as the one on the throne. It's so like in terms of like an illustration for that would be like if we had a kingdom of Nana, like if I if I was on the throne, which is heresy, um, <laughs> I would have like certain things that I would want. Like one of my immediate rules would be everybody would siesta. That whole nap in the middle of the day, All I right. rate it 100%. Like if you're not siestering, you'll be arrested. That's just a rule. <laughs> um, everybody, everybody, every adult. I mean, I don't care about kids, but... <laughs> Every adult will be siestering. Um, my second rule, custard creams, the biscuit, gone. Disgusting. Not allowed. No one's allowed to eat it. No one's allowed to make it. I don't want to see them anywhere. They would be gone. You're wrong. They're so good. <laughs> my kingdom, Heinz. <laughs> my kingdom. <laughs> what would you do in your kingdom? What happened in the kingdom of Heinz? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I, 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 there's a couple of things that I'd implement straight away. Okay. So number one, I'd make it like illegal to take your shoes off in church. <laughs> like... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the, on the wire podcast. I'm going to say it like, people come to church and feel like this is the great time to take my shoes off. 
And like, why are you getting your toes out? It's holy ground. Come on. Yeah, maybe. But like, I hate toes. So like, <laughs> straight away, I'd be like, be gone. Um, I love it. Be, there'd be shoes everywhere. Um, so that's, that's number one. I'd, okay. I'd get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And then like, number two is something I realized recently is like, just something that like really annoys me. Like on, people in a supermarket who say, excuse me, when they could clearly have got past without saying, excuse me. And, like, I realized the other day that like me and Amy were in Lidl and we were in, we were, I was like looking at like bin bags or something. And then this lady comes up behind me, she's like, excuse me. And I look around, I'm like, there was ample space for you to get around me. You didn't need to interrupt my day. You didn't need to make me feel like I was in your way. You could have done it without me. I'd make that illegal. Like, I was seething for like half an hour afterwards. That's such a niche thing though. Like it's such a specific scenario. Yeah. Like if you were in any other place, that's not a supermarket and someone was like, excuse me, but there's plenty of space. Would you be like, oh, that's fine. But no, no, we're in I a think, supermarket. No, no, I think you should everywhere. It's just like when, when there's ample space, just, just walk oh, around yeah, me. It's no. fine. Um, I know, I know it's niche, but I realized the other day that it really annoys me. So in my kingdom, that's not happening. But luckily, this is not my yeah. kingdom and I not my like... church. So take your shoes off, say excuse me, do what you want to do. Uh, it's fine. Oh, man. But yeah, I think like, obviously, when we think about kingdoms in terms of human people being on the throne, we quite quickly realize that like, people aren't great and we are, we are flawed. Mm. Heinz has a very short temper, is what we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... and Nana has a terrible taste. <laughs> In so it's quite hard to like honor those people completely. But when we have God who's perfect and great and everything that he wants for us is good, like to live in his kingdom is to live in a way that honors his goodness and his holiness and everything that's perfect. Um, but God's kingdom isn't just like a uh, the way that we live out our lives. But it's also an internal thing. Like he wants to be on the throne of your heart. He wants to have that internal um, rule mm-hmm. in which he wants good for you. So the way that you process things in the way that you're um that you work internally is in a way that honors his holiness and his goodness um but yeah like obviously in the bible we pray like like you said like thy kingdom come mm. and you're saying before like it's obviously not here yet what does that even mean give us some hard <laughs> theology now Heinz, i don't on. know if i can give you any hard <laughs> theology um but like i guess like the big picture god created the world created humanity and we lived in this perfect thing mm. back in Eden where we walked in the cool of the day mm. with God and we were like working together. We were in perfect harmony and then kind of sin entered the world. Yeah. And somewhere in that process, we kind of gave some level of authority to what the Bible calls the enemy or the devil mm. or Satan. And we live in this world where the Bible talks almost talks about it as this present evil age of yeah. where we live in a world characterized by death, by pain, by suffering, by evil but Jesus came and his plan was to get back on the throne, to bring his kingdom. And so when he died on the cross, he started the bringing in of that kingdom of one mm-hmm. day. The Bible talks about the age to come, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, which is characterized by life, by joy, by peace. And mm-hmm. there's no more war and things are good again. Yeah. That's, that's the future. And Jesus, by coming and dying on the cross, he started by bringing that in. So yeah. Jesus was walking around saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom of god is here and yeah. like whenever he was praying for people and they got healed it's like the kingdom of god has come yeah and so we kind of live in this weird uh time of where we're still living in this present evil age one day jesus is going to come back again and the kingdom of god is going to come in all its fullness mm. but we can still taste a little bit of that future mm. kingdom right here right now in hebrews paul talks about um people tasting the 
power or the goodness of the word of God mm. and the power of the age to come. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like we get like in the here and now we get to taste it. We get to every now and then we pray for people and we see them get healed. Mm. But other times you pray for people and you don't you don't see anything happen. So mm. we, we get to taste it. It's not a full seven course meal. Yeah. But we get to taste it and uh that's kind of where we're at. Mm. Hopefully that Nah, that, that's that, good. That's that made a lot of sense. That's great. But like obviously think about the kingdom, like it's God's kingdom. Mm. And we're talking about building the kingdom. What does that mean? Like what's our role in that? Like how do we participate in this kingdom as Christians, as people trying to follow Jesus? Yeah, and I think like that was one of the big things for me when I kind of clocked what all of this stuff was about that got me really excited. Um, so John Wimber, the guy that started the vineyard back in the day, mm -hmm. he apparently had this saying, which I really like, which is like, Christianity isn't just a pie in the sky when you die. There's a steak on your plate while you wait, which is, I mean, let's just, for a minute, let's just get right. <laughs> like, that is a lovely little rhyme. It is. It's excellent. It's great. It, it's great. It doesn't um, work for everyone. Some people are vegetarians, so can't have yeah, steaks, but it's cool. There's it's a cool. cauliflower steak on your plate <laughs> while you eat. Like, that's just not, the other day my mum texted me or rang me and was like, oh, I've cooked this amazing cauliflower steak. I'm like, that's just not, that's not a steak. It's a slab of cauliflower. That's probably chewy and <laughs> waxy and not a good time. I feel like you are judging the vegetarians out here who need some sort of steak substitute. I've got nothing. Uh, thank you. I, I, I like I like vegetarians. They're, they're fine. But like, you can't just call a slab of something a steak. That's not a thing. Okay, fair. Okay, fine. Um, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. The, uh, Christianity isn't just a pine scum you die. There's a steak on your plate while you wait. Yeah. And I think <laughs> like... For the longest time, like when I when I came to faith, I was kind of part of me in the back of my head. I was like, why don't I just live life my way, mm -hmm. do what I want to do, and then when I'm like 82, just say, right, Jesus, I'm sorry, can I go to heaven? Yes, yeah, sure. and obviously he would say yeah. Mm -hmm. But out of what I realize now is that you'd miss out on a lifetime of getting to live in the kingdom of God, yeah. of seeing that future age breaking in and being in relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so like we get to partner with God in, in all of that. But in terms of like, what was what, your question? How do we actually- like, Yeah, how do we, what role do we play in the kingdom? How do we build? Yeah, so like um, in Luke, Jesus, send, he sends out the 12. So he mm -hmm. talks to his 12 disciples and he, he commissions them. He says, go into the towns and like heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yeah. And then they come back and they're like, wow, look at all these amazing things that happen. And then- Jesus then in Luke 10, I think, calls together the 72. So he then extends that, yeah. gives them authority, says, goes into the town, cast out demons, heal the sick, proclaim the kingdom of God. And then they come back and they're sharing all this amazing stuff that happened. Mm. And Jesus is like, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Mm. And so Jesus, he gave, he gave authority to the disciples to extend the kingdom of God. And then he extended that authority to the 72 to extend the kingdom of God. And it clearly they had the authority because Satan fell from heaven like lightning yeah. in that process. So like he's given us authority and then he extends that again out to us as disciples today to yeah. partner with him and to going out, proclaiming the kingdom and saying the kingdom of heaven is here. You're welcome into it. And then demonstrating it by praying for the sick mm. and casting out demons and prophesying and all, all of those different yeah, things. 100%. And God's given us real authority yeah. to actually be able to go and do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think also as part of like building the kingdom, it's quite easy to hear that and think, oh, it means evangelism, which it absolutely does mean. Like mm. building the kingdom, part of that is bringing other people into the kingdom, but it's not exclusive to evangelizing. So it's not just, uh, I'm going to make sure everyone knows about Jesus. And then that's the end of that. 
Like that is so, so important. So if you're doing that, don't stop. <laughs> but part of it is also make sure people who are in the kingdom and those who know the Lord experience the fullness of what he has for them. Mm. So part of that is praying for people who may be struggling with anxiety to have like the Lord's peace and part, and praying for hope in those who are hopeless and making sure people feel the extent of God's love for them um, and how you reflect that. And also in yourself, like if you feel like you're not experiencing the freedom that God has for you, actually asking for that and stepping into that because that's what that's what he wants for you. Um, when James gave us talk at the YA gathering a while ago um, about um, seeking the kingdom and seeing what he, seeing what God has for us in the kingdom, he spoke about us looking out for it and being on the lookout for what the, what's happening in the kingdom. So I think if you, when you think of the words building the kingdom, part of that is seeking what's here, seeking what God's put um, put in front of us and put for us. Um, but also utilizing what's got, got what God's put inside you. Um, so like part of the kingdom is that God's given us these gifts um, and these spiritual gifts are some of them like supernatural gifts of like prophecy and healing and um, words of knowledge and all these things that we can use to bring the kingdom in. And some of them are more naturally supernatural um, around like teaching or encouragement or um, being... Um, generous, all these gifts that God's given us, and these can be used for the kingdom, and these are all part of the kingdom. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to like encourage anyone who's listening when it comes to like building the kingdom. There are gifts inside you that God's put there mm-hmm. for the kingdom, um, and God wants to use them like to to grow and to build this kingdom that those not only external to the kingdom can come in, but those in the kingdom can experience the fullness of it. Um, yeah, so like what kind of gifts, what kind of gifts do you have, Heinz? Let's talk through some gifts, you know? Let's start talking about what's the Lord put inside you? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I think partly creativity mm-hmm. is something that I feel like he's given me. I think it's something that I kind of worked out over the years. Like, I yeah. never necessarily saw myself as somebody who was creative Very or sure. uh, anything like that. But I think slowly kind of, throughout the years realizing that maybe he has put some of that stuff inside me. And yeah. How did you realize that? What? Uh, to be fair, a lot of it was through free church kind of like, uh, as, like when I was part of it, like on the youth team, getting to like, I don't know, just being at events, taking photos yeah. and then realizing that they were all right and yeah. uh, stuff like that. So I think part of it was through that, but then like, I don't know, just seeing like, I think just seeing the way that I see the world and kind of mm. being able to like, I don't know, be creative with some of that. Mm. But I don't know. So like, that's maybe one of them. But then I think like with my like small group trying to grow in like being hospitable. Oh, like, sure. Uh, my mum is the OG at this. Like, <laughs> like she's so good at like um, throwing tea parties. Oh, and really? So like, if you go around, you know, you're going to have a banging cup of tea <laughs> and a cupcake. Strong. And she'll just make you feel right, right at home. Yeah. And so I think that's something I want to grow in and be, be better at. Yeah. Uh, like i don't know welcoming people yeah. into my into my house and yeah. like uh being really hospitable yeah. uh with them um yeah something i like that you just touched on was the like discovering your gifts through church mm. of like not necessarily that that's the only place you will find your gifts but actually being around people and having community mm. is a huge part of figuring out what gifts you have like part of it is like yes what are you good at and what do you enjoy but also there's things that you that come naturally to you or maybe that you're good at that other people see and you don't. 
mm. having people around you to be like, oh, try this and you're nailing this and encouraging you to do that. Because that's um, how you found out you were like the most welcoming person on earth, right? <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, so I did a placement year in Australia and I started going to this new church. Um, and I was invited to a small group by someone in the small group, not the small group leaders. Um, so I showed up like a little bit early to these people's house and they had no idea who I was. Um, so I remember just sitting down and chatting to them for a while. Um, and then when it got to like time, a few people like started arriving. Um, and so I'll tell the story from like the small group leader's point of view. Um, so she, <laughs> so she like sees me, like go to the door and meet people at the door and greet my like greet them one by one, be like, hi, I'm Nana, nice to meet you. Um, and that just blew her mind. Like she literally, would tell everyone how great I was at connecting with people. And then for the rest of the year, like I was known as the person that you like take new people to. And everyone would be like, oh, not a so good at connecting with people. Like that is your gifting, blah, blah, blah. And I really stepped into that. However, what actually happened from my point of view on that night was um, I was sat there and people started arriving. And they're taking their shoes off. And my shoes are still on. So then I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go take off my shoes. <laughs> I go to the door to take off my shoes. And while I'm doing that, they introduce themselves to me. And I can't just be like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Nana. Nice to meet you. I'm awkwardly trying to take off my shoes. And then, <laughs> and then from this moment, I remember um, Anna, the smoker bleeder, like she'd say to other people, like, Nana's so good at connecting with people. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, where did you get this from? But I never said anything. And then one time she was telling someone this story in front of me. I was like, oh, you think something else happened. And I never actually told her that I was just taking off my shoes. <laughs> Wow. But from there, like it pointed out something in me that I actually really enjoy is meeting new people and the internet connect with new people. So from like her misunderstanding, <laughs> I like got to be part of a connect team and got to be part of getting to know new people and helping people get integrated into this church. And it was actually just an amazing year because of that. Like I want to say quote unquote mistake, because genuinely I think it was God <laughs> just making the weirdest situation into something great. And that called out like a gift in me right. that I absolutely adored using. I enjoy, I enjoy um, like doing, um, which is just wild. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's something that was like, I think that's something that comes from being around other people. Mm. Um, maybe not everyone's story is going to be that someone misunderstood what was happening <laughs> and then just gave you a gift. But um, being around other people, other people, you get the opportunity to like practice some of these gifts. A lot of the gifts that come up in the Bible, like prophecy, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, leading, showing mercy, mm. you can only really do them with other people. Right. Like you can't, you can't serve yourself. <laughs> you can't teach yourself. It's hard to encourage yourself. You need other people to be around you. Like all of these giftings are through, like, through community and having people around you to, to practice those, maybe realize that you're not the best at that thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, have you ever actually like, tried something and been like this is not my gifting yeah totally i <laughs> uh i've got so many examples um but like it's not really i don't know if it's really a gifting but the like i i did the host team for a while like, oh, sure, yeah. setting out chairs and oh my word i was like middle of worship i'd knock over a set of like oh six gosh. chairs and like i like a regular occurrence like so for those of you who host team is your gifting realize some of us can't do it yeah 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 you're that doing it because otherwise I'd be throwing chairs everywhere. <laughs> um, so like that oh, that yeah. didn't go well. And then and like a few like uh, I did lyrics once in youth, mm -hmm. and it was like when I was like young and didn't I hadn't really done it before. Uh -huh. And I think the, like the computer froze or crashed or whatever. So I just started button bashing, 
and for, I don't know why it even existed <laughs> or why it's a thing, but there was like a webcam button. Oh god! And so like I clicked oh, that. Gosh. So like middle of worship, there's just like a confused Heinz on the screen. I love it. And like, yeah, no one was blessed by that. Um, Imagine you have your eyes closed during worship and then you just open them. Just, <laughs> just to see freaking your out. Face. Yeah. Um, I love it. Oh my days. Yeah, I don't know. What were you? Um, ooh, oh, actually, okay. One thing I am just profoundly not gifted in is like kids, like serving on kids, talking to children is just not a gift that I have. I find that so difficult for some reason. Like once you go like house school, those are all the questions I have. Like once you've got there, that's the end of the conversation for me. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. there's, if the kid wants to talk more, I'm done. Like, I'm just like, mm, nice, cool. Where's your parent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's generally just how I work. So for those of you who can hold a whole conversation with children, blows my mind. You are gifted. The Lord is giving you an anointing and press into that because oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> looked after a friend's kids a little while ago. Like, I think it took them... Uh, looking after the morning web so we took me and Amy took these kids to the park mm-hmm. i don't know how old they were like five or something and this kid he was at the top of the climbing frame mm-hmm. shouting as loud as he could being like big weak hinds the weakest man in all the town and i was just like who even are you like what is going on here oh man um, wow he really took shots at you yeah 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 it's, it's actually i need some prayer over there. <laughs> Um, it's still staying with yeah, you. <laughs> I, I just see myself as the weakest man in all the town. But, um, oh, man. It's fine. The Lord's working on it. Um, but yeah, so like, obviously there are gifts that, like, they're not for everyone. Not everyone has this gift. But the Bible does say in 1 Corinthians 14 that we should de- desire all the gifts. So mm. even, in you, even if you're like listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I don't have this gift or that gift or that's not for me, like still ask for them. With that, like, obviously there's those natural gifts that God's like put inside of us. Mm-hmm. So like probably the stuff like you're naturally good at talking to new people mm-hmm. or like you're naturally good at uh, doing like being hospitable. Like some people are just generally more hospitable than others or better at making cups of tea or whatever. <laughs> but then there's like the spiritual gifts where none of us are born with that. Like yeah. none of us are born with like the gift of healing. Or, yeah. like, none of us are born like perfect at prophecy or none of us are born being able to like do like that kind of stuff mm. like and i think it can be really easy for us to like look at people and be like oh that person's super prophetic that's mm. them not me like that's not me but like the truth is that none of us have those things they're gifts that god gives us yeah. in the moment for a reason and so like we all just need to be asking for those things yeah. like yeah being like hospitable or welcoming is cool and like they're things that you have and you can grow but they're like the spiritual gifts. They're the things that we really need God for. And like, I think it comes with practice and stepping out of like, if you never pray for somebody for healing, you're never going to know if God's given to give you that gift or not. Mm, yeah, like that's whether so true. that's something that you're going to be able to partner with him in. Yeah. But I think like if you were to chat to those, like if you see somebody who's like in your head, you're like, oh, they're, they're like a healing person. They're, they're always praying for people and you always see stuff happen. Like, it's probably they just do it more than, than you do. Like, mm. if you were to go out and pray for 100 people to be healed, 100%, somebody, somewhere, something's going to happen. Like, yeah. Even if it's just someone's got a sniffle and it goes away. Yeah. Like, when you step out in these things, like, God wants to partner with us. He's given yeah. us the, the authority mm. to do it. And so I think part of it is we just need to kind of take that jump and hopefully pray that God God catches us yeah. in it. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Are there any gifts that you reckon you have and aren't using 
Yeah, loads. <laughs> okay. Um, That's a hidden gift. Hidden gift yeah, yeah. I'm actually really gifted. Um, <laughs> I just don't use them. Um, that's... <laughs> That's basically my uh, report at school every year. Wow. Hans could be great, but he doesn't try. Um, but uh, oh, no, I think I was, th- I, I was thinking a bit about it and lead up to doing this. And I think um, I remember like a few years ago, I used to really go out looking for the kingdom, kind of like James was oh, saying, sure. like looking for it. Like yeah. I remember I like if I was ever like walking through town, I'd like consciously like only have like one earphone in so that. I could be like interruptible sure, so that yeah. like if I saw somebody I could stop and chat to them or pray for them or, or whatever That's or awesome. like if we would be out for dinner and the waiter was like I don't know limping around I'd be like my first reaction would be like oh maybe like, maybe I should pray for them I wouldn't mm. always follow through on it but like <laughs> you, it occurred to you, I, you yeah, think it, about it. it it occurred to me <laughs> whereas like I don't know recently I kind of haven't been going mm. out with that expectation so mm. I can't tell you the last time that I was like out just leading a normal life, not a church on a Sunday. And I like pray for someone for healing okay, or something like yeah. that. Whereas that's probably something that I used to kind of try, really try and make an effort mm-hmm. for. And so I think for me, probably part of it is like going out looking for the kingdom and actually ac- actively looking for opportunities to pray for people. Yeah. Um, Cause I really enjoy this stuff. Like that's the times for me that I feel the most alive is yeah. when I talk to somebody about faith or I pray for somebody who, uh, doesn't know Jesus they're the times that I feel the most alive in my faith and so I think I really for me it's part, partly that what about you is there any gifts that you you feel like you need to kind of re-engage in or grow in um I think I'm sort of I'm stepping into like slowly right now but like with creativity mm. I think there's definitely like a creative side to me um like with my job and stuff I do more scientific stuff and I'm very more um like thinky um, also creativity does require thinking but I mean like <laughs> I feel like with creating new things and starting something that's um like with photography or with art or with just anything I, I feel like I'm very vulnerable with those things so mm. I guard them a little bit more um so like with like if I like do a painting or something I'm a little bit now like I don't know if I can show anyone or I just feel a little bit more guarded with it and be able to use those gifts like for God and for God's kingdom. Mm. Um, I would love to, I think there's a desire in me to do that, but it's also just a lot of like, I don't know, maybe insecurity of just being like, oh, I don't know what other people think. And I think I need to grow in a bit more is being a little bit more confident in my creativity and be like, oh, I wanna, I wanna try it. And if no one likes it, the Lord loves it. So it's good <laughs> enough, you know? Um, so I think that's definitely something I wanna press into a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So next time you see Nana, ask to see one of her photos. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Don't do that. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Now we've talked about all of that. Like, what should they do? What's the action points we want to tell these guys that are listening? What should they do in terms of building the kingdom, growing in their gifts? What do you think? Yeah. I think part of it is like uh, living your life like in view of the kingdom. Mm. So, like, like as Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Like it's, it's within reach, it's yeah. nearby, it's close. All we yeah. need to kind of do is reach out and it's there. Mm-hmm. So like in our everyday life, kind of like looking for those opportunities. I think I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else. <laughs> like when you're at the supermarket and you bump into somebody, like maybe maybe asking God, like, do you have a word for this person? <laughs> if they or, say excuse me. In this yeah, if they say excuse me, they're done. <laughs> Forget them, walk on, <laughs> shake the dust off your feet. They did not get the kingdom. <laughs> but anybody else, like looking for those opportunities or like, uh, yeah, like you're yeah, having a, a drink with a friend and yeah. they mention that, um, I don't know, their foot's hurting, offering yeah. to pray for them. I think mm. like, actively looking for those opportunities to partner with God in it, I think yeah. is a great place. That's good, yeah. Start. Yeah. And I think also 
like now that you've had this conversation, start to think about what gifts you might have. Like start to think about maybe what do you enjoy? Start maybe asking God, like, God, what, what have you given me? What, what gifts do you have for me? Reveal them to me. Um, Cause he happily will. Mm. Um, asking those around you, your close friends, what gifts do you think I have? Um, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I should press into a bit more? And then trying them. Mm. Like just have a go. Like if you reckon that you maybe have a gift of healing, then try praying over people. If you don't try praying over people either way, if you think that maybe that you might be really good at leading or you might be really good at um, giving words of knowledge, just try using them. Um, and there is no failure in the kingdom. Like God can use anything. Mm. So just have a go. And if it doesn't go well, the Lord's probably still going to use it. So <laughs> genuinely don't feel that pressure on you and don't be afraid to ask. I want to like really emphasize this. I think a lot of times, when we think we have a gift, we're waiting for someone to be like, I, I feel the Lord's telling me that you need to do this, 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 this. And that's not always going to happen. Sometimes God telling you is good enough and that you should be able to be like, I think God's asking me to do this um, and ask people to step onto that team or to um, to like lead a small group session. Like, like take that chance and don't be afraid to ask to use your gift. Mm. Um, so yeah, so like for the guys listening, just if you... If you're really unsure about what your gifting is, like ask those around you, ask the Lord, and then use them. Just do it. Yeah, and I think um, joining a team is a good, good place as mm, well. Like, yeah. Uh, not everything you need to be gifted at. Like, there's there's not a litter picking gift that God, <laughs> that God gets. Like, it's a can on the ground. I'm sorry, I'm not gifted for that. Yeah, sorry, that's not my gift. <laughs> that's not that's not what God has for me. Like, I think sometimes you can kind of get caught up of being like. I don't know, say if you feel like you're gifted as a, as a worship leader, mm-hmm. that's the only way I can I can serve. Like, mm. actually, like, there's so much unglamorous stuff yeah. that we're all called to, yeah. that we all need to take part in. And I think, like, I guess, even like, even if you're the most gifted worship leader and the most beautiful voice ever, like, still join that setup team or mm-hmm. still join that car parking mm-hmm. team. Like, find ways of serving, building the kingdom in ways that, it's purely for God and doesn't feed our own. Yeah, 100%. Or, or anything like that. And I mean, joining teams is a great way to find out what your, like, where your gifts are at. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know, in small group, like your small group leader asks you to bring snacks one time. Maybe t- maybe it turns out like you're really good at like bringing snacks or like baking or yeah, making drinks for people. Like yeah. There's certain people in my small group who are always the first people to like, offer to do the washing up. Oh, wow. And I love those people. <laughs> they're great people be that person <laughs> like be be those kind of serving, yeah definitely serving oh man okay i think that's everything we have to say Heinz. that is that everything that is and this is the end of the first season it is oh man this has actually been so so fun um but like if you guys hated this let us know maybe let Heinz know i don't want to know <laughs> but um dm us on instagram and let us know what your thoughts are if there's anything that you want us to to change anything that you just really enjoyed about this um just any feedback that you have let us know so that we know what to do going forward um the format of things might change but we'll keep you guys updated um so yeah just let us know about what you thought about the first series of the wine podcast come yeah. on yeah yeah we've done it and if you want us to come back let us know uh no, we'll just assume yeah, you hate yeah. um, We'll just fade out slowly and no one mentions the podcast ever again. Yeah, yeah. If I have two plays on Spotify, and, <laughs> um, we've wasted our time. Or maybe those two people were super blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Definitely. Amen. Yes, Lord. Both of our mums are going <laughs> to be loving it. Oh, man. I just occurred to me, mum would definitely listen to this. That like, yeah. just occurred to me. Like, she'd be like, I am a young adult too. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, pick up none of I love mom. you, mum. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. I think we're done. I think this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace.